Welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you with us today. I am Father Patrick. In today's episode, we will speak about how our Lord Jesus Christ ended his bodily presence in the world. The mystery of the ascension of the Lord into heaven indicates the moment when Jesus, surrounded by his disciples, ascended with his body and soul into heaven. And we will also see and consider some of the reasons why our Lord would have ascended into heaven with his body and soul and not instead stayed in his world. The city of Jerusalem sits on a hill also called Mount Zion. On the east side of the city, that is, if you're standing in the city and look toward the place the sun comes out, there's a deep valley. And at the bottom of the valley, there's a dry riverbed called Kidron, where water runs only when it rains, as you can see, according to the Gospel of St. John, chapter 18, verse 1. On the other side of this valley, there is another hill called Mount of Olives, or also Mount Olivet. Actually, from this hill, from the Mount of Olives, there is a great view of the entire city of Jerusalem and the place where the Temple of Jerusalem was located. It was contemplating this view that Jesus wept over Jerusalem, as we read in the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 19, verse 41. It is there that Jesus went to pray, and where he sweat blood, after the Last Supper and before his Passion. It was also at the top of this hill where he gathered with his disciples for some 40 days after his resurrection. At that time, after his resurrection and after 40 days have passed by, he gave some final recommendations from the top of this from the top of this mountain, especially telling them to stay in prayer in Jerusalem and that the Holy Spirit would be sent upon them. You can read this in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, "You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." And then our Lord ascended into heaven with his body and his soul in the sight in the sight of his disciples. Now on the very place where he was standing, you can see the footprints of his feet on the rock, even to this day. There's a, like a depression on the rock, on the place where Jesus was standing. And there used to be a church built around that area, around that place. But today, uh, there's a mosque instead. They, uh, they destroyed the church, Muslims destroyed the church. Uh, the, Tur- the Ottoman Empire, the Turks, destroyed the church and built a mosque, a mosque where Jesus ascended into heaven. So we read in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. When he had said this, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. After there, the gospel. So the apostles had never seen something like that. And besides, they perceived that Jesus had departed and would not come back soon. And because of this, they were partially in awe, partially dumbfounded, and partially sad, quite disappointed. They were rooted to that spot with their eyes fixed in the sky. And they couldn't see Jesus anymore because there was a cloud that hid Jesus from their sight. And an angel appeared to them 
and told them that Jesus would return in the future in the same way that they had seen him leave. So what that was the end of the visible bodily presence of our Lord Jesus Christ in this world. From then on, as we read in the in the, in the creed that we in the Nicene Creed, from then on he would be seated at the right side of the Father to intercede for us until the day comes when he returns in glory and majesty to judge the world. And that's a second coming of our Lord, also called the Parousia. The disciples were surely sad to see their leader, their teacher, their God, go away and apparently leave them on their own. However, our Lord Jesus Christ had stated clearly that it was for their benefit that he should go, because that way they would receive the Holy Spirit, as he said in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16, verse 7. I tell you the truth. It is better for you that I go. For if I do not go, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Now, what are the reasons why Jesus ascended into heaven? We know from the words of Jesus himself that it would be important, and of course, that it would be better for us that he go, and that we would receive the Holy Spirit once he ascended into heaven. The question is, well, couldn't he stay in this world and accompany us and, you know, teach and preach and tell us the truth and tell us what to do, etc.? Or would it be better that he go? And according to what he says in the gospel, it was better for him to go, in part, we could say, so that the Holy Spirit would now come and continue the mission, right? So what are some of those reasons why Jesus ascended into heaven? Now, first of all, before we go into those uh, reasons, I would like to clarify that Jesus ascended into heaven by his own power, because he is God. When we celebrate the assumption of the Virgin Mary, body and soul, into heaven, we state that the Virgin Mary was taken up into heaven by God. And that is why the passive form of the uh, verb, the, the, the noun, right? The assumption comes from to be assumed, to be taken up. Instead, in the case of Jesus, because he is God, we say not that he was assumed or the assumption of the Lord, we say that he ascended with his own body and soul into heaven by his own divine power. So that's an important distinction, right? Jesus rises or ascends into heaven by his own power. Now, so let's look at the reasons, right? Or some of the reasons why. Jesus ascended. The first one, the first reason why our Lord uh, went up into heaven is to complete and finalize his presence in this world in which he performed the work, the great work of our redemption. Because of original sin, man had no longer access to God the Father, as Jesus himself, he said, quote, no one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man that is Jesus Christ. However, Jesus now ascended into heaven and he has taken with him the human nature which he had embraced in his incarnation. He had become man, taken up a human nature, and now he ascends into heaven with that human nature. In this way, by lead, taking with him our humanity, right, in himself, he has opened, in a sense, the doors of heaven for us men 
and therefore now that he, Jesus Christ, our head, is there, now we, his members, the members of his mystical body, have the confidence and trust that we are able to access God because Jesus, with his humanity, went there first. So the first reason for Christ to have ascended into heaven was so that we, the members of his body, that is the church, may enter where he, the head of the body, went first. So now let us look the second reason why he went into heaven. And, then, and that is because he wanted to intercede for us before God the Father for all eternity. Jesus Christ is the one mediator between God and man, and man. As such, he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins. During the Last Supper, he also prayed to God, to God the Father, for us. And you can check that in the Gospel of St. John. The entire chapter 17 is a prayer. They call it the priestly prayer, right? It's the prayer of Jesus Christ to God the Father on our behalf and on behalf of the church. And he also prayed for us and interceded for us from the cross. In the cross, as the eternal high priest, he offered the one perfect sacrifice for our salvation. And now he continues to exercise that eternal priesthood that he has in heaven, interceding for us, as we read in the letter to the Hebrews. But he, because he remains forever, has a priesthood that does not pass away. Therefore, he is always able to save those who approach God through him, since he lives forever to make intercession for them, that is, for us. Right? So if you are ever concerned about your salvation or concerned about the many sins that you have committed or afraid of God's judgment, do not hesitate to pray to Jesus Christ who is constantly interceding for you, that you may be forgiven for your sins. Do not be afraid to come to Jesus Christ and ask for his intercession. Now, a third reason that the Catechism presents for, the, for Jesus to ascend into heaven is to be established as the Lord of heaven and earth. That is the meaning of the words Quote, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, unquote. Sometimes you might have read that expression and, and wondered what it meant and if it's a symbolic expression. Well, this is indeed an expression that does not intend to describe his physical position in heaven, but it refers to the fact that he is the universal king of the whole creation and has power over the whole creation. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, quoting St. John Damascene in the Catechism number 663, we read, By the Father's right hand, we understand the glory and honor of divinity, where he exists as Son of God before all ages, indeed as God, of one being with the Father, is seated bodily after he became incarnate and his flesh was glorified. And to there, the Catechism. So he is the Lord who has the ultimate power and nothing, can ex- and nothing can escape his rule. In that sense, in his ascension, Jesus fulfills the vision that the prophet Daniel saw 
We can read it in Daniel chapter 7, verse 14. To him was given dominion and glory and kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Up to there, the prophet Daniel. Now, there's a final reason that I may dare to add, if you want, and it refers to the question that many people might have. Why did Jesus go to heaven in such a way that we can't see him anymore and didn't instead stay here to lead the church, to speak personally with each one of us, to give proof of his divinity, to teach us not only the Catholic doctrine, but also to tell us what to do in our society in order to be saved. Now, there's no clear-cut answer to that question. But I may, may say that it was so that we might take some responsibility, both regarding our personal salvation and the salvation of others. So, if you want, the answer could be phrased like this. Jesus ascended into heaven so that we may take on the responsibility of being his apostles, so that we, we may do our part in the work of salvation. He leads the way. He taught the truth. He, give us, he gives us his grace and strength both to do the right thing and encourage others to do the right thing. So now it is our turn to do our part, to be imitators of Christ, to be apostles to the world, and to be truly holy people who live according to the gospel. In fact, these are the last words of Jesus Christ that St. Matthew quotes in his gospel, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. He says, And Jesus came and said to them, to the apostles, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, do not hesitate to send, a, send me an email at info at fourcollegecatholics.org. I would really love to hear from you. And if you can, leave a review on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to listen to this podcast as well. In fact, some students have already sent me some questions. So every month, including maybe in a couple of weeks, or starting in a couple of weeks, I will uh, do a question and answer episode Given, giving an answer to some of the most typical questions that students ask me. May God bless you, and we'll see you next time.